0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Morning. Say yes to spirit. That's what Leslie and Tracy do, and that's what we invite you to do as well. Say yes to spirit. We are encouraging you on your spiritual path. My name is Tracy, and thank God Tracy's back this week. My name is Leslie, <laughs> and we are just uh, going to have a really great time today, even though our topic is fear. Actually, it's so much fun to talk about fear when it's not going on in your life right, you know, right (laughs) at that moment. It's like you can be like, that's what fear does. That's what fear looks like. That's what happens when we're in fear. Just don't ask me to look at what I'm afraid about and talk about it, Uh, because that could be kind of depressing or fearful. I was going to say, you know, I feel in fear, actually, a lot these days, so maybe it's good that I'm here. I need to hear it. I need to hear it. (laughs) Um, and so if you have ideas or comments or scriptures or readings mm. or information that, um, that's helpful, what get, helps you get out of fear or even recognize that you are reacting mm. in fear, then we invite you to dial in. The phone number is area code 347 850 That's 347-850-1523. So let's uh, do a little bit of a recap from last week. And uh, and a shout-out to Tom, who was our uh, pitching co-host there since Tracy Woo-hoo. was traveling. Tom um, Green, yay. He did a great job. And he um, talked a bit about the parliament of world, religion. of world religions. And Power. So that was, uh, I think, an important topic for the whole Dallas community in and we were able to tie that into the idea of commitment of doing, you know, what we say we're going to do and bringing things to fruition. Sometimes takes a lot of work, and I guess he's involved in the core committee to try to get that initiative here to Dallas. So he's committed to that. So we talked about that some, and we missed Tracy a lot, and we tried to, you know, channel Tracy. Uh-huh. That, that was good. That I wonder how that went. <laughs> And, uh, and commitment, we, you know, we talked about the idea that a lot of times you think about that in terms of a sexual relationship, and that, uh, that the boys get scared of commitment, and um, so what it means to the different sexes. We did talk a little bit about that. But we missed you, Tracy Brown, so thank God you're back uh, to talk about fear, because I would be fearful to talk about fear by myself. <laughs> well, uh, I missed the show, too, and and I... Um, the the whole thing with Parliament of World Religions, you know, yes, it's so much would be an honor for that to be hosted here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and that whole idea of, of all the different religions in Dallas hosting the world and all the religions in the world um, and to be representing the entire United States because Dallas is the only city in the U.S. that's mm-hmm. in the final three. And so it's you know yeah, be hosted in Dallas, and there's a lot for those of us who are in Dallas to do. But all of the denominations and all of the different religious groups nationwide will be pitching in to make it happen. Yeah. And so that, that's really you know I think really kind of exciting. Um, so it it is funny for me from last week, you know, the the idea that the show was about commitment and I'm committed to the show but I wasn't gonna be here. <laughs> <laughs> you take yourself so, you, you follow through on that. We played you and it so was like, Oh, what does that do? So I had a little bit of uh of uh, work to do around that so I could go do what I needed to do and, and not be at all worried about the show. So Very cool. Um, And then the meditation from last week on Tuesday night was an allowing good. Mm -hmm. How often do we say what we want, but then we don't allow it Mm -hmm. to come to us or we don't allow it to show up in our lives? And um, I actually went back and listened to the recording of the allowing good meditation um, later in the week because I was noticing myself wanting but not allowing. Oh, I think that's huge. And, in fact, I think that might be something we should add as a topic to, for the Monday because I actually put in the um, prayer request yesterday at church to allow the good to make space for the good because I think it is um, such an important piece, and we forget that piece. And many times when we are you know, saying treatments or asking for things or going to, in prayer, for something and then it doesn't come we jump right to oh an unanswered prayer or you know the treatment didn't work or something like that versus seeing that there's something within us that's blocking the reception of it exactly and it could be right it, it could it. be right close by or right mm-hmm. in evidence to other people and mm-hmm. we can't see it mm-hmm. because we have that wall up or have our blinders on mm-hmm. or are you know not taking the action step mm-hmm. we need to take that would actually allow it to come in. Mm-hmm. You know, not cleaning out our closets right. per se. Whatever that issue, yeah. To make space, to make, create a vacuum for the new to come in or for the good to come in. So, um, and, and, you know, in some ways fear is related to that. Yeah. Our topic today is mm-hmm. somewhat related to that in the sense of often when we're afraid, we are blocking what good is right there waiting for mm-hmm. us, or we, um, or we don't go through the fear to get, you know, to our destination? But that's getting into today's topic. So how about if we take a little break and then come back and dive deep into fear? Awesome. Yes, the Spirit encouraging you on your spiritual path. And um, fear is uh, something that, uh, you know, is such a common theme, and I've written so many different devotions that had fear in it, I thought, oh, I've done a lot of work on fear, and I'm still still in fear so much. But um, here's a devotion, I thought I might read just a devotion first, and we'd see where that goes for the time. The... uh, title of this is Huge Flying Thing. The huge flying thing flew straight toward my face. I twisted quickly to the right and almost fell down in my effort to avoid a direct hit. As I twisted, I felt my muscles cinch and I heard a small pop. When I straightened up, I realized my avoidance tactic had hurt my body. I stopped my walk to stretch out the pain and realized it would have been much better to have just let the huge flying thing hit me in the face. After it flew by me, I saw it was actually quite small. I thought of other times I had twisted quickly to avoid real or imagined danger. My efforts to avoid things I am fearful of can be quite creative. I have a hunch God simply flows forward, never fearing any huge flying thing, real or imagined. God understands the encounter will take care of itself in the natural flow of life. I decided even if a direct hit happens the result is usually much less painful than what my avoidance techniques can cause. Amen. <laughs> Amen so much of of what we're afraid of is nothing. Right. Absolutely nothing. Uh, in the bigger scheme of things. And mm-hmm. we spend so much time and energy avoiding all that we imagine mm-hmm. versus all that actually exists.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, do, and I really believe that because just in my life I journal a lot. And when I go back and read my journal, and I'll read these, you know, really like, what do they call them, manifestos? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like 20 pages of, oh, this is going to happen, and then this is going to happen, and I'm so scared about this, and I'm so worried about this. And I'll go on and on and on, like, you know, December 12th, you know, of 1994, and then it's, you know, it's about April of 1995 that I'm fearful of, and then I'll look ahead to see if any of that stuff happened, and of course none of it happened. But, you know, I was destroying myself in December and living in this state of anxiety and fear about something that I was projecting. I mean, it's just so common. We all know this stuff, and I know it, but, you know, how do we practice actually living out of it and, and getting out of it and not not letting it, you know, get a hold of us? Yeah, and I, you know, I, you and I can think of dozens of examples, hundreds of examples in our own lives, and my guess is everyone who listens to this, same thing. And it does make me ask the question of if I really believe that my walk is, you know, guided, guarded, and protected by spirit, Mm -hmm. then what really is there to be afraid of, you know, going back to one of our very first shows, you know, ego, I mean, it's Mm -hmm. like our ego gets in the lead and we don't check it. Right. You know, we don't say nice ego, but here's the box. You know that you need to live within, because the rest of my life is not driven by you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, and so, yeah, it's human, I think, for us to be to 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 feel fear. But do we allow that fear? to stop us or to get in the way or to slow us down. Mm-hmm. How long do we let fear yeah. lead? Yeah, that's the key to, to progress for me anyway. Yeah. And I think fear has its place because it does. It puts us on, on guard or makes us more alert. Mm-hmm. But when it becomes a cage instead of a catalyst, mm. that's the challenge. Oh, write that down. <laughs> cage rather than a catalyst. I like that. When fear becomes a cage instead <laughs> of a catalyst. Yeah, that sounds like a poem or a journal uh-huh. entry or a Sunday talk uh-huh. or something. Uh huh. And there is a huge difference. And, you know, I was thinking, because on the uh, website you had written is there ever any purpose to fear? And and I was thinking, well, probably not. Um, I know uh the same you can't be in fear and faith at the same time so if my goal is to you know be in faith all the time then how does fear serve a purpose but as you say it can be a kind of a wake-up call or a, a catalyst I like that word yeah yeah I, I don't have any uh, philosophical religious or Scientific proof that fear has no purpose or that fear is bad you know i and in, i think it's what we do with it mm-hmm. so yeah i I like to believe that it every human emotion
0: mm-hmm.
1: is good
0: mm-hmm.
1: and serves a purpose and for so for me if i note if I can notice I'm in fear, it's kind of like oh. Oh, thanks for telling me that. Because a lot of times now for me, it's not the physical danger kind of fear. Uh It's I'm not doing something that I actually want to do because there's a subconscious, unconscious fear that's saying, oh, no, you shouldn't do that. Oh, no, you don't want to learn that. Oh, no, you don't want to be with that group of people. And... It's, you know, it's it's holding me back from where I could go or what I could do. But I don't, con- I didn't consciously think that. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't consciously think that I didn't want to learn something. Or I didn't consciously think that I didn't want to, you know, go to that event. It was just, I, I just didn't do it. Mm. But then when I examine it and go, you know, that's about fear. You're afraid of losing something, or you're afraid of the unknown because you don't know what the outcome's going to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like, oh, if I can notice that mm-hmm. and not let it stop you, yeah. If I can notice it yes. consciously, then I can say, well, that's silly. Push through it. Well, yeah, and in the, and often, not always, but often it becomes easy at that point because it's like, oh, and now I can name it, uh-huh. and now I, that's what's going on. You know, that's why I've been dragging my heels on that. But that doesn't make any sense. I mean, I really want to do this. Uh-huh. I really am trying to achieve this, a certain goal, uh-huh. and I need to, you know, do A, B, and C to get to the goal. But as long as it's not conscious and I don't recognize it, it has much more power,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. But if I recognize it and say that's not who I want to be in the world, or that's not how I want to be, mm-hmm. then yeah, it's a decision of oh, oh yeah, forget that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this thing, or I'm going to go meet these people, or I'm going to make these phone calls, or I'm going to read this book, or I'm, you know, it's like I'm going to do this, and it's almost like I don't say it consciously or out loud, but it's almost like saying, "So ego, step back. Thank you very much. You know, thank you very much for trying to protect me with the information you have. Let me give you some new information. I, I'm doing this." And isn't it interesting? I think I really believe that the thing we're most fearful of is success is embracing who we are. And so our little ego is constantly feeding us less than or, you know, unworthy or something else because there's some sort of inner something. The human experience for me is that kind of rub between accepting the truth of who I am, absolutely the expression of God, incarnate, and then this human kind of lack and fear and anxiety and, oh, you know, don't go down that road, it looks dark, you know, people down there might be scary, that might be an, un, you know, that might not go well, where, you know, faith and the truth would say there is just no dark path. that could be. Mm-hmm. Right. You have an inspiration others. to go do this. Right. It, it absolutely is for your best and highest good, and there's a reason that mm-hmm. your intuition is saying go do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the other thing that, as you were talking, that came to mind for me is sometimes it's not even our own messages from our deepest self. It's the messages we were told. Oh, yeah. You know, it's the messages we were told. You're never going to be worth anything. Mm-hmm. You're not smart enough Mm. to go into that profession. Mm -hmm. You will always be a sinner. Being a sinner is the best you can ever be. (laughs) Right, right, right. You know, the message is that we maybe didn't, we don't even think about them. We just heard them so much when we were growing up the ego is holding on to that as well this is what i'm supposed to you know remind you of or I'm supposed to make sure that your life plays out to demonstrate the this message and that's you know really scary stuff because most of that stuff is so subtle mm-hmm. that we don't consciously react to it we are, you know it's not a conscious choice it's a reaction to Something that's unconscious in our sub in our subconscious. It's like an embedded tape that's playing over and over and over. Right. And we don't even know it's playing. Exactly. And and it is fascinating, um, to even feel within myself the kind of knee jerk, of, of saying, you know, we are one. We are an expression of God. The dice are loaded in our favor. Things are going, you know, the whole world is designed to put the wind behind us and set ourselves in the right direction. And it's almost like as I say those things out loud, I hear the whole, you know, human race saying, what are you, an idiot? You know, <laughs> who told you that? You know, life is hard. You have to work hard. You have to you have to get up and work hard and get up and stay late. And, you know, it's not meant to be easy. And you don't get a special pass. And, you know, there's a billion different little things that even as a society as a whole. And so to step back and say, no, nah, you know, it's just, it's all okay. It just doesn't even none of this even really matters. What we're looking at, you know, there's something else at play that's just wonderful and exciting. And people will think you're doing drugs. I mean, you know, they will really kind of get into. I have verbal sparring over that, and people feeling like that I'm discounting, you know, how hard they've worked or how right. much effort they've, you know, done or you know whatever their plight is. You know, it's because the world is designed to be hard, and that's why I don't have a job, or that's why I don't have a lover, or that's why I don't have any money, or that's why I don't have what I want, you know, because, you know, it's such a hard thing. Well, as long as you believe that, the universe can only say yes.
0: (laughs) Exactly right. But I'm not
1: going to believe that, and Mm -hmm. the universe will say yes to me as well. Mm -hmm. That life, I am in the flow. In fact, I am the flow, and life is easy, and I am wealthy, and I have all that I need, and For myself and to share. And if that's what I really believe, if I keep reminding myself that I believe it, as I say it over and over again to the point that it has more power than the messages I may have heard growing up,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, that there's never enough. And then you have to be really careful with your resources, and you need to be able to survive, you know, survive, survive, live in survival (laughs) mode, you know, versus... Thrive and be creative and have fun and enjoy life you know I, it's like if if I heard stuff from all growing up for the first sixteen years or eighteen years of my life and and not from just family but school mm-hmm. and media and all of the and, and church and all the places that we all get our messages. Mm-hmm then, you know, unless I'm replacing that with something more powerful and at least as many impressions in my mind, Mm -hmm. you know, if I can get equal number of impressions (laughs) in my mind, then maybe I, you know, I get the choice. If I can tip the scale to the the same yes to spirit impression, then that is going to be the way that I live most of the time. Yeah, I heard uh, Reverend Chris Terry at the Center for Spiritual Living one time say, you just have to get to 51%. Yeah. you just get to 51% saying this is good and I accept good, then, you know, the life will shift. And that was re- reassuring for me because I keep thinking I've got to get to 100% before things, you know. <laughs> I seem to be all or nothing black and white. I don't know what that's about. But, you know, 51%, okay. It's like, oh, only 51%? Okay. Really? Well, can, that would it, work? That would work? That's a, that's a majority? So you mentioned, you know, for most of us our deepest fear is is the fear of success. And, and of course, that triggered For me, the the Marianne Williamson quote that, you know, that so many millions of people love and adore, and they were exposed to that quote in Nelson Mandela's inauguration speech. Uh, But it really is a Marianne Williamson quote that says, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Love that. And that's, I, you yeah, know, I just so believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And I um, I don't know why it is, but where it says there, you know, you're, you're playing small, doesn't serve. And there's always a pecking order going on in my head. If I'm in a group of people, there's got to be some people that get to have the success, and there's others of us that don't get to. And then if I get to have the success, then there's going to be somebody else that doesn't get to have the success. And, I mean, there's so much room in my head. I need to, you know, get... Volunteer more or something. Because i got too much space in my brain. But it's amazing that I just cannot fully live this idea that there's enough air for everybody to breathe at the same time. We don't have to, like, every now and again, give up our sense of joy and goodness, you know, that everybody can be joyful and good all at the same time. Yeah, wouldn't that be an amazing world to live within Uh uh and to be a part of? And, you know, I think a lot of that's the concept behind this, say yes to spirit. If every person just listened to the voice of spirit within himself or herself, Mm -hmm. if every person really said, you know, I'm going to show up Mm -hmm. and say yes to that intuition, say Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. to being a blessed child of God, say yes to walking every day in a way that is a physical demonstration of love for the world, mm-hmm. for animals, for mm-hmm. people, for myself. Mm-hmm. If I were to do that, and if every other person were to do that, it would change everything. Yep. Because everybody would be playing big. Right. You know, we wouldn't have small talk, we would have big talk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we wouldn't have uh, harm being done to others. hmm because we would be loving others, we wouldn't let people be homeless.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We wouldn't let people not have food for the day, mm-hmm. because we would know there's enough there for everybody. Anyway, it would, it would shift. You know, the whole world would shift if we go. If we could just do that and I you know I always come back to why don't we just do that (laughs) you know why don't I just do that I'm smart I've been talking this talk for 20 years you know and I walk the walk sometimes but not all the time and you know what gets me I mean when we do this show I have kind of an adrenaline rush for the next two or three hours when I leave I'm like oh life is good this is working out this is perfect and nothing in my external world has changed and then by like seven or eight Monday night I'm like oh, for the love of God, this is never going to work out, and what's going to happen, and I've got to get a hold of this, and I didn't do all these things today, and oh, this is all going to be over soon, you know. So it's so interesting. <laughs> so I think, you know, I think a lot of the key is to stay in conversation, to stay in community, to stay in reminding each other, and to look for the good, look for God. Reverend Peter said yesterday in her sermon something about sermon. Yeah, I'm an old Methodist. Her talk, do you call it Talk. Um, about the song they sang was On a Clear Day You Can See Forever and the idea of seeing forever and then she added a little tag but it depends on what you're looking for. Yes. And that's huge to me and that's really how I think I say yes to spirit is I have to constantly be looking for ways to see spirit and to say yes to spirit and that still takes a mental commitment on my part and it still takes a mental... Choice on my part, my. right. I'm living, living, living a life of choice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Living your life at choice mm-hmm. and recognizing that whatever I choose, I can also change my choice. Right. If I realize that choice A is not working out or not giving me the results that I need, then it's time to evaluate my options and make choice B. And so often. I know I'm guilty of it. I make a a commitment Mm. to move in a certain direction because I've made choice A. And it's not really working out or it's taking too long, but I'm coming up, again, bumping up against not getting the results that I desire, need, or want. And the first thing that goes through my head is, you know, yeah, but you made your choice or, you know, you you're the one that, that chose this, now you have to see it through, or you have to stay there. And it's like, no, 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 I don't. Mm-hmm. But the human side of me forgets that a lot. You know, and these are the, the, every choice has a consequence. Oh, this is the <laughs> consequence of that choice, and I'm stuck with that consequence? Okay, well, that is the the, the natural consequence, and... Beginning right now. Right. I can make a new choice to create a new consequence. Right. But I don't always remember that Mm -hmm. before it turns into disaster or Mm difficulties, like real difficulty or, you know, failure, what looks like failure. You know, we get that first little nudge, oh, go a different way. You know, that's the point we have the choice to go a different way. And then we, you know, six months later, look back and say, gosh, if I had only followed that little nudge, I mean, I, I'm such a believer that there's just total nudges <laughs> coming in at all the time to, to help us along the way. There's such an abundance of help. There's such an energy um, at play for our good that if we just slow, if I just slow my mind down and look for that positive nudge, that positive, it really does. It's it's waiting for me. It's not uh, it's not hiding. You know, I don't know why that phrase is it in the Bible. Tracy will know the phrase uh, through the eye of a needle of a needle of a something something that you have to live a life. It's that you can get through the eye of a needle. Hey. It's from the Bible. I didn't even know. And you know, but but <laughs> instead of quoting that, one of the things that. Um, Immediately hit me as soon as you started going there was, for me that's a message from my youth that made me believe that you had to have very specific practices, deliver or um, demonstrated and very specific limited ways, Mm -hmm. and that only a very, very, (laughs) very, very few people would Mm -hmm. earn uh, their way into Mm -hmm. paradise, into, you know, nirvana, into heaven. Mm -hmm. And I am so over that, (laughs) that even, you know, how, uh, even in my ability. To take a scripture, whether it's from the Torah, whether it's from the Quran, whether it's from the Baha'i uh, faith, whether it's from the Bible, and really look at it from the inside out and say, "What's the spiritual message here?" Mm-hmm. As you started it, <laughs> I'm seeing this. Me, I'm yeah. like. It's like, and my whole body was like uh-huh. cringing. Uh-huh. Like, no, all of us yes. have that ability. And I, you know, on the other hand, now having said that and dumped that and gotten it out of my system, I do believe that. I do believe that, you know, there is something about being very focused. Mm-hmm. The focus is not the same as being limited. Yes. So if I said the focus to live a spiritual life was to simply say yes to spirit mm-hmm. and commit. Eye to I have that, a needle and commit to that like a laser light. Right. I have a needle, laser light. If that's, that's all I have to remember. Say yes to spirit or um, be love yes. in the world. Right. You know the. Strongest impulse of God is to love and to be love and to create love. And so, if if I wanted, if I were going to probably look at it from a metaphysical or turn it inside out kind of view, yeah, I can focus on the, on my behaviors and choices, fitting through the eye of the needle because that's about being love in the world. Right. I like that, and you did that very well. Because mm-hmm. I think the most of us get that DNA message. You know, it's very few and far between. You're just the chosen you get to go. You better work hard. And when you but say you better work hard, and you better give up mm-hmm. anything that you might think would be fun or enjoyable, because you've got to do A B C D E F G. And here's a list of 40 things you must do and say, and you must do them exactly like in this, in this right order. Yeah. So the whole thing is kind of set up in a fear-based,
0: oh. and um,
1: you know, that's a whole other topic, isn't it? But, you know, there's a lot of societal payoff to have us all in fear. What is that? Is it a Beatles song that says, fear is when you have nothing left to lose? I mean, if we all really embrace the idea that, you know, the game is rigged and everybody gets to win and, and there's no losing and it is all good... Woo! You know, that's a whole different thing. That's a whole, whole other way of looking. Yeah. That fear that you might get something I don't get, mm-hmm. or you might be better than I am. That fear that, um, that fear that I'm not worthy. That's my fear. Is I don't want to take it from you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I look, I right oh, but who am I? You should have success first. I'll wait till you get what you need, and then I'll look and see if there's anything left for me. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's yeah. Know, that really is a fear-based, you know, a fear-based perspective as well that we often don't talk about when we talk about fear. Are the fear we have of ourselves be great, or the fear mm-hmm. we have about not what someone else is going to do to us, but you know about well and you said it earlier the Marian Williamson quote you know too that that fear that i really could be someone mm-hmm. i could be someone magnificent in the world not noticing not knowing from our in, deepest inside that we already are mm-hmm. someone really really good in the world and you know it's interesting too as i think about people that i have known that um you know, have all that external trappings that we look at as success. You know, they've attained, you know, 2.3 children and the big house on the corner and the mm-hmm. swimming pool and the money and the clothes and all that. And they are still walking around in the grips of fear. So really it's an interesting concept because fear, regardless of what we attain, that fear still... Wants more or demands more, and maybe it's the ego, or yeah, you know, I'm using it instead of fear. But there's something in us that, regardless of when we get to whatever plateau, we think, Oh, then I'll feel. Well, I'm just afraid I'll lose everything oh, that yeah. I worked so hard to get, and then we cling to it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that, you know, that doesn't do any good, and that's all fear based as well. Maybe fear is the thing that we have in common. And uh, but we don't talk about it. I, I do think there's another. That is another powerful tool for me of saying yes to spirit and staying in the health is to talk about these inner little things, these inner little demons, these inner little dark shadows, whatever you want to call them. That we all experience, but let's talk about. It. So we think we're the only ones. Yeah, I have a quote that I used to say a lot, and it's on the wall in a different room. Um, so I, this won't be exact, but you know, because I do a lot of work around diversity, mm.
0: um,
1: a, a lot of what I have learned is that people are afraid of other people, people in other identity groups because they really just don't know each other or they don't know mm-hmm. someone, you know, from that background. And in a, and I was preparing for a session once, and and this or this idea became so crystal clear <clears throat> for me that so often people will say in sessions, well, you know, we're all alike and we all want the same things. And reflecting on that, I was like, you know, if you look really big picture, we want the same things: safety, home, Maslow's, you know, hierarchy, we want safety, we want food, shelter. But really we don't want these same things you know, how that shows up, what kind of car we want, what kind of city or what kind of environment we want to live in, city or rural. And so it hit me that actually our fears are more common. We share more commonality in our fears Mm -hmm. than in our desires. Interesting. You know, in terms of how our daily life plays out, we're more likely to be. On the same page about what we are afraid of, oh wow, and that's and the specifics of what we want. Mm. And I began to think about how can I use that, um, because so often we're trying to take people to the assumption that they want the same thing as the person who's a different race or different ethnicity or different religion or different, you know. And really, it's just. Let's turn that on the other you know on the, on its head. Let's flip that script and look at what are the things we're afraid of now. what are the many different paths we have to heal that
0: mm-hmm.
1: the common ground of fear, <laughs> yeah, and that that vulnerability, I think what you were saying about, we need to talk more about it, mm-hmm. we need to be in community about it. We need not to be afraid. Uh, it creates that common ground because what you're afraid of creates a vulnerability. Right. And the things we want are often to create an invincibility, and then I have to protect that. But with fear, we all want to get rid of our fear. We all want to heal our fear. Now, what are ten different paths to healing that same fear? Or do we even... and understand that we are in the grips of fear or do we label it something else not understanding that really it's just fear whatever it is that is blocking below that is fear and I really believe below that is the fear of you know what would happen if I sat down and really embraced that I am living breathing God in expressing oh you know really in the fear of that and so you know, staying focused like a laser light. I'll use that instead of the eye of a needle. But, uh, you know, staying laserly focused on that uh, can change life. So let's take a little break, come back, have another devotion, and uh, talk a little bit more about fear. back to say yes to spirit encouraging you on your spiritual path. I am very much of a routine person. I kinda you know, I find safety in routine and doing the same thing the same way and <laughs> Tracy I didn't say it was exciting. I said there was safety <laughs> But so uh Tracy always usually leads us in and then she looked at me and I was like, Oh, I guess I can do that too so Okay, so another devotion. That's enough about me, and I wasn't even thinking that. Don't, you don't have to think it for me to think it for you. Thank it's you. A, to it's true. I don't need your, you know, approval of me figuring out that I know what's going on in your head. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Do you have a fear? devotion that another devotion about fear? I do, and then this one is called fear versus faith. faith. Ooh, I like that. Fear one. versus faith. I started meditation this morning journaling about missed opportunities, fear of the future, certain that wasted time will cause me great difficulty. I closed my eyes and exactly 30 minutes later my eyes opened and a very clear message came. You may not see what is unfolding, Leslie, but it is unfolding perfectly. I have a hunch God was reminding me my limited vision does not limit God. The question is, will I choose faith Believing good will come of what I see as missed opportunities, an uncertain future, and wasted time. Or will I choose fear, letting those ideas suck the very truth out of life? Truth says I may not be able to see what is unfolding, but it is unfolding perfectly. Yes, it is unfolding perfectly. And you know, it is an interesting concept of living. If we can, you know, live completely fearless, and you know, again, um, my black and white thinking, I do have the idea in the back of my head that that there can be a transform, transformative, transformation process in the in the human experience, where uh, I I can get to a point where I am in the physical body, but I'm not experiencing, you know, the human. Fear and things that I'm in such a state of uh, awareness, state of awakened, state of being, that, uh, you know, that fear doesn't really come in. I might be aware of it like a wind or something blowing across my face, but it doesn't latch on to me. It doesn't
0: take hold It
1: doesn't become the conductor of the train. Right, right, right. And so I really think that is kind of what I look towards as, you know, my goal you're saying, you said earlier about, you know, shorter periods of time in fear, recognizing fear. Certainly we can't do anything about something we're not aware of. So awareness is the first key. And then then taking that awareness into the step of, like you said, actions and really becoming more aware of my actions and my choices and understanding how that gets me. Where I am, and if I don't like where I am, looking at my actions and my choices and not looking at the situation and saying, oh, that son of a bitch, you know, it's their fault. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's just <laughs> me that does that. You know, like, you know, i got a lot of son of a bitches in my life I can look out at and say, here's their fault. You know, Aunt Edna, when I was three, it's her fault because that thing happened when I was three, and I'm still living that out, right? Right. It's what my parents did. It's what my right. You know, what my teacher said to me when I was in the third grade. It's it's what it's this person that and we just stick in the victim role and get really comfortable in there. Um, Kirk Franklin has a song I love, just love, love, love. And it talks about, um, the title of it is Imagine Me. Mm. And it's Imagine, you know, imagine what my life would be like if I saw myself the way God sees me. Oh. You know, healed from what my mother said, mm. you know, healed from what my father did or didn't do. Imagine me being free. Mm-hmm. It, and it's such a powerful, powerful message. Mm-hmm that there really isn't, I'm not a victim, and there really isn't anything for me to be afraid of mm-hmm. because I really am all that. I really am what what God sees. Mm-hmm. You know, Looking through God's eyes at my life and my uh, potential is all about walking in faith. I am walking in faith that I can do what I have been created to do and that I am blessed.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And if I really believe that, wow, if I really believe that, then Mm -hmm. I will do all kinds of things that my human mind can't quite get its arms around, Mm -hmm. you know, can't get wrapped around. How could that be? There's no evidence. Right. But there's no evidence for 99% of the things we're afraid of either. there's just precedent. <laughs> it's that just familiar. We, that we is familiar. project. Mm-hmm. Right. It's our projection based on what we think, 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 think could happen. And there's an amazing post on the God in My Day website that uh, talked about a gal talking and I think the title of it, it was three days ago is um, My Purpose. hmm And in there she says a quote, and I can't remember who said the quote, if she made it up or she was giving someone else credit, so now I'll just take credit for it. But uh, (laughs) the quote says that every great invention or great endeavor starts by someone not thinking they have enough to begin or know enough to begin. So if we waited until we really believed we had all we needed to start a new business or if we waited to believe that we had evidence to believe that we are a living, breathing expression of God, you know, if we wait for something, then we're blocking what is already kind of set in motion for us. So on some level, if we have an intuition or an idea in our mind or a dream, you know, our ego, our fear blocks it by saying, oh, we're not smart enough, or we don't have enough information yet, or we need to go to another class, or we need to gather more tools, instead of just stepping into it and claiming it and living in the truth of that,
0: that is,
1: that is all good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so true. And uh, yeah so how many times do we have to remind ourselves? Yeah. Of that? What is that about? Why can't I just remind myself five hundred and forty three million times like I already have and have it be done? Right. And step into all those fabulous, wonderful, mm-hmm. amazing things that we know our lives can experience. <laughs> that would be very cool. <laughs> That would be very very cool, yeah. So I, if 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 you're listening to this and you haven't seen the Doreen Virtue um, ten minute thing, ten minute video on moving forward on your life purpose, um, it is a good it one. It is powerful. Yeah. Doreen Virtue is a very um, very well known, very wise woman. Uh, around spiritual practice and, and living spirit in your life and following intuition and moving forward. So, visit GodInMyDay.com and um, what day was that? And it was uh, June twenty fourth, twenty ten. So just kind of scroll down in the blog to that day, or or do a search on the blog main page or on the website main page for. Purpose. I have never heard of her or seen her, but I liked her a lot. So that was pretty good. Well, maybe we'll just put more Doreen Virtue on the website. Mm -hmm. I'd like that once a week for a few weeks, so you can learn more about her. She's written some amazing, amazing um, books. And that's another way to, you know, when we always try to talk about tools and how to do the things that we want to do. You know, hearing. It, not just God in My Day website. That's a great website because every day it has a different little video or a different little thing you can focus in on. But you know, making some commitment to listening to something positive for five minutes out of your day. Everybody's that's so easy at this to point. Do. Got a computer, right? Well, a computer or in your car if you drive. Just mm-hmm. driving to work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, there's a friend in uh, who I took a class with who's you know has a twenty-five minute drive Mm -hmm. to work Mm -hmm. and back, you know, 25 minutes each way. And going to work, Mm -hmm. that was how to, you know, that was his decision. Like, number one, it it helps him be more effective once he gets to work. Right. But but on the way, it was like, wait, that's some place where I can really turn that drive into spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to listen to a recording you know, to have a CD or, you know, something that you listen to. And it could be the same thing all the time. It could be a guided, not meditation because
0: <laughs> you're driving, you're driving
1: yeah. but a guided practice. Or it could be as simple as, you know, repeating mm-hmm. a mantra out loud where you're thinking it, but you're also hearing it so right. your body, your brain gets it in more than one, you know, venue if it's not recorded repeating it out loud over and over and over for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Or even five. Yeah, or Or, even five. Or even five. And I should catch myself because there certainly has been a time in my life that I did not have a computer. So, you know, not everybody does have a computer themselves, but most of us have access because I can remember I would go to a friend's house and, you know, listen to different things on her uh, computer when I didn't have one. So, you know, so there is some availability to get, you know, something, a DVD on a Recorder or even just positive music. You know, I listen to the message I have XM in my car, and I, I the message is a Christian radio station that plays out through XM, so there's no commercials. And I've gotten really good at translating the Christian songs into some sort of metaphysical, uh, you know, uh, message. I don't really have any issues when they say Jesus or Him, or you know, I can translate that real quickly in my brain now, and it is amazing. I've been doing that about a year. It is amazing how that shifted my day to just listen to that music, and you know. Right, because the message below the level, not you know, in terms of going deeper, diving mm-hmm. deeper. There is a surface message that is wrapped up in the words we choose and the words we use,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and those words reflect our own spiritual, our own religious training or background. All right. But deeper than that, if you take a deep dive to what is the message from yes. these words, that's the spiritual level. And so, yes, I, you know, regardless of what your religious beliefs are and your religious preferences are, if you dive deep into the message of that, who we really are, how we are supposed to live in the world, what we have to gain, how we should interact with others that deeper spiritual message is a is a river that flows it's the same river that flows mm-hmm. underneath all of the surface ripples and so you know whether it's a a quote unquote christian song or whether it is a chant from an indigenous tribe that's used for religious ceremonies or a native american ceremony or Something from the Jewish tradition, you know, or the Islamic tradition, I can find the spiritual message mm, there. Mm-hmm. And so I do think, you know, this this saying, well, it's it's wrong without looking beneath the surface is a challenge. And also that's a fear. Go ahead. Let's yeah, that, and that yeah. is fear. And I also want to just reinforce what you know you pushed back on a little bit about just take five minutes. Because um, I do remember the days, and even now sometimes when I'm busy, or last week I was traveling, and there was a point when I was just getting really irritated and I was reacting and <laughs> not responding, and I just wanted to get home, oh. you know. And the tra- I was having travel drama, and I just wanted to get home. And, and what did kick in was, okay, Tracy, you know, all you can think about is what's not working and how tired you are Just stop and sit here for five minutes Mm -hmm. and think and write what you're grateful for. Awesome. And that switched me because I was afraid I was going to be exhausted. I was afraid that I was, you know, there was just a lot going on. Never be home again. (laughs) Right. It's like, okay, you're just in the airport, right? So... Yeah, and that is amazing, though how it does take over us, and that—that's fear too. That's fear too that gets us all balled up in, in nervousness and anxiety and uncertainty and unhappiness. Unhappiness. I think those are all very creative, flowery words for fear. We don't use that word fear, as much as we should, because I think we're scared of the word fear. We have fear of fear. Well, when we so are in faith, faith uh, truth with a capital T, truth, knows no opposites. When we take away the belief in evil, the belief that the outward appearance is the same as the inner reality, evil flees. We must continually remind ourselves of the power of the word and of our ability to use it. We must know that truth produces freedom because truth is freedom. And and that quote is from Ernest Holmes. And there is no place for fear. In knowing and standing in the truth. Mm -hmm. So, our time is just about up. We have one minute. Hmm. Next week. I like that quote. Next week, what are we talking about next week? Uh, Next week, we're talking about beauty. Beauty. Yeah, beauty, one of the core attributes of God. That'll be fun to talk about as we say yes to spirit. And tomorrow night there will be a meditation, so 10.30 p.m. to 11 p.m. Central Time. Please join us right here on Blog Talk Radio forward slash YTS, say yes to spirit, and visit us at Godinmyday.com. Very good, and uh, thanks for the conversation on fear, Tracy. I'm glad you were back this week. Me too. Have a great week, everybody.
0: couple times by a couple guys that didn't treat me right i ain't gonna lie i ain't gonna lie alexa play meant to be okay
1: with amazon music a voice is all you need get access to over 50 million songs download the amazon music app today